Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. On today's show, we'll be talking about your body's ability to heal and the magic it holds. Emily A. Francis is here to share wisdom about healing the whole body and to help us get some insight, help us understand the messages it's communicating. Are you ready to meet her? Emily A. Francis has a degree in exercise science and wellness and a master's degree in human performance. She's a clinical body worker with tremendous specialized training. Her work spans more than 20 years of study on the body, the muscles specifically, and the emotions that the body stores. She's the author of several books on healing, and her newest title is Whole Body Healing. You can find out more about Emily and her work at emilyafrancisbooks.com. Um, Emily, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you so much, Karen, for having me on today. I'm glad you're here. Uh, you start, you had me right out of the gate with this book because you start the new book by saying, I believe in miracles and miracle healing. So can you just say more about that? What brought you to that belief and what's a miracle? You know, I I believe in miracles because they are everywhere. My friend used to say, it's God working anonymously. But there's always really fantastic gifts all around, especially when it comes to the, what the body can do when you find the right avenues to remind itself that it has everything it needs. And, and body memory is so powerful. But I believe in miracles because I've seen them. And that's why. I, and I, I feel like people get very limited in healing because they listen to what other people say. And that's dangerous, very, very dangerous. And so for me, I work, I specialize post-cancer treatment. So I have seen a lot of miracles in my treatment. And my child has recovery out of her autism spectrum diagnosis. Nobody believed that was even possible. Everybody kept saying, once you're on the spectrum, you can never get off the spectrum. But says who? <laughs> who decides that this is the limit? And then we all get in line. That is, that is the part that has to change the dialogue because our bodies listen to what we're saying to it. That's why I believe in miracles, because they're totally available everywhere. Do those miracles happen spontaneously, though, or are they the result of work? Well, there is something called spontaneous healing, and I am not personally familiar with spontaneous healing, but there is a, a, remarkable, a remarkable amount of research and books that, uh, that talk about spontaneous healing. But for me, my miracle healing was messy as heck. <laughs> it was dirty. It was getting out there and rolling in the mud. Um, I recovered from severe anxiety and panic, and I didn't think I would ever be able to really get back into my life. And then watching my child years later come out of an autism spectrum diagnosis, which she was nonverbal. And then 
until she was four. And then we found something called cranial sacral therapy. And it looks like watching paint dry. They put their hands on her head and you're literally thinking, I cannot believe how expensive this is. What are they doing? <laughs> and then two weeks later, she starts using words. And then in the next less than two years, her diagnosis was removed. And we still do that treatment. But what it is for me is it's dirty, it's messy, it requires a ton of research, a huge willingness to go very wide in your search and understand that around the world is the most phenomenal healing modalities. And just because you haven't heard of something does not mean it's not incredibly powerful. So that the, the dirty is in all sides. But for me, my miracles came with sweat, tears, blood, poop sample testing, you name it. We tested it. We did it. We went there. Wow. When you, when you talk about the whole body, you're not just talking about the physical body. You talk about layers of the body. What are those four layers that you focus on? So the physical body is the dense part of the physical body, the physical reality. Then you have your emotional body. And that's where the therapies come in. You know, this is where anxiety, depression, uh, cognitive therapy, EMDR therapy, hypnotherapy, that treats your emotional body. Then you have the energy body. And that's the one that I believe that the layer of miracles live is inside the energy body. And here in Western medicine, we cut out energy a long time ago from healing. But in Eastern philosophy and, and healthcare, it never got taken away. And, and there's a lot of, there's a ton of research that talks about moving the energy inside the body is where the real healing comes in. Um, and, and then finally, the spiritual body. And we all, you know, I can say go to church and that's great. But if you don't have an avenue to listen to the responses from your higher power, and all you're doing is being the good steward and showing up and praying and asking for help, but not understanding how to listen for the answers, then we've gotten lost. So those are the four aspects to me. And to, to really achieve a, a huge level of healing, one must treat all of them. That's now I'm at that messy place because it's a lot easier for me to go my knee hurts, I'll put a cold compress on it, or I, right. It's a lot, it feels simpler sometimes to just try to hit stuff with Western medicine and hope for the best, but it's not really easier. Is it? No, it's not easier. It's, it's familiar. Mm -hmm. And you know what, if your knee hurts, you should put a cold compress on it because you need to knock out which layer it actually is. So if it is something that's just physical, then great, then ice would make it better. <laughs> Even sometimes you will have to go get surgery. You might have torn something. If you have torn the meniscus or you have torn the ACL, then all the right meditation and right thinking isn't going to repair damaged actual, uh, especially tendons because they don't have uh, circulation. They don't have oxygen in tendons. So you will have to get those fixed. And that's the point. And, and the whole purpose for me in writing Whole Body Healing was to explain that you don't have to choose one way or the other. And really, the, the, the miracles live in choosing both. It's, it's an and all approach instead of the either or. You know, you can do, you can study this and this to have the full creation. But when you're an either or thinker, either you did this or you're this, 
you're going to stay in the same place because you can't see why. And if I'm understanding your work correctly, when if I when I do go have knee surgery or I do put that cold compress on my knee, I may knock out one layer of the issue. But Correct. The the things behind it that were maybe driving my receiving that expression of pain or ripping or whatever it was, if those aren't addressed, I'm going to have to chase those down later in another form. So is that right? That's absolutely correct. And you know what? You really see that in, in real illness such as cancer. And, and you see a lot of people that understand that you, you don't neglect what your doctors are saying. You know, don't run away from that stuff. But if you don't treat the underlying emotions, there is a lot of research that suggests that emotional imbalance is what leads to illness. Now, you can take that with a grain of salt because genetics plays a huge role too. But one doesn't negate the other. They both have a huge part to play. And if you only go and treat one part, then the other part's still able to leak poison inside the body. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's, it's, a, it's messy and it's multi-layered and not as easy as just zapping it and having it be gone. But yeah, it does make sense. There's a, um, there's a really cool chart in, in the book correlating places in the physical body with emotion, usually just for me personally, I'd be resistant to that just because of that. There is a kind of a belief that uh, like if I was never angry, my knees would never hurt. Or if I, you know what I mean? That thing where what you receive in your physical body is a punishment for thinking the wrong things or listening to the wrong teachers. Um, But in your book, you've got this really cool chart correlating the physical body with emotion. Can you talk a little bit about how we store that emotion and energy in our body and how it translates then into the physical body? Yes. Um, Muscle memory. You know, when we talk about muscle memory, even for me, I have a degree in exercise science and wellness. And when I went back and talked to the doctor of exercise physiology, everything about muscle memory in his articulation was about movement. So the muscles store the neurological pathway that remembers how to move. But that's not the only thing they store. And I didn't know it until I became a body worker, a hands-on body worker. And one of the things that the teacher talked about, different teacher now, was saying something about the psoas, which is your primary hip flexor. And he said, now you have to be really careful when you treat this area because it's the second most emotional muscle in the body. And I I went crazy for that information. And I asked where the book was. And he said, there's no book. It's just been information that's been passed down. Well, 20 years ago, I started from there and started piling on the studies. And here's what I realized is that there was a common theme of people that would come to see me that when they had pain in various particular areas of the body, you could spot what the emotion was even before you put your hands on them. So it's not a punishment. It's a place that we store within the muscle memory and within the tissues. You know, people talk about cellular memory and muscle memory and tissue memory. all work together hand in hand. So if we think, and I'll take this to trauma. When a person suffers from a really excruciating trauma, more times than not, they give a conversation where they are hazy on the memories because they ejected themselves out of their body. And whether it was something where they could count the walls, the ceiling, cracks on the ceiling, something like that, or if they were in an accident and they are hazy because they ejected out of physical body, but the physical body doesn't have that luxury to eject from itself. So within the actual tissues are the memories stored. And in my opinion, and the foundation of my work, 
the memories that are stored within the body don't come with a story. They're not animated. They're just fact. So when you go right to the body instead of people's stories that they like to tell, that they have started to believe, the conversation becomes very, very different. And that's why I do what I do. Like, like betrayal sits behind the shoulder blades and that's being stabbed in the back. And it's right in front of the heart. So of course it would be right there in that area. You know, I mean, a lot of this stuff starts to make sense. And like the glutes or your bottom. You know, when you, somebody makes you really angry, but it is just, it's not worth talking about. So you just sit on it. You actually sit on it. And then in that area, in those muscles, the memory goes and stores. And then when you start to work on somebody's glutes, they get mad because those emotions are coming back up. And it's interesting that I met with a, with a um, acupuncturist about the same conversation. And he said, well, of course they get angry in the glutes because that's the liver gallbladder line. And that's the line of anger. And I said, aha, but you know this from the studies of meridians and I don't know the meridian. And yet I have the same information given to me through the muscle. Can you explain it? You know, and he kind of like, no, it's the same. You know, it is the same, but where you're getting the information from is a different line than from where I am. The body is talking. It wants to be heard. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Emily A. Francis. Her new book is Whole Body Healing. Create your own path to physical, emotional, energetic, and spiritual well-being. You can find out more about Emily and her work at emilyafrancis.com. Whole body healing is uh, like a compilation of all these different, just fascinating, different modalities, different opportunities, different options. Is that kind of conversation, like the one you were sharing, is that one of the things that led you to put together this book? Absolutely it is. Because I, again, around the world are the most phenomenal healing modalities. And they might be located a block from where you live. You just don't know they exist yet. And so um, I actually am the host of my own radio show on Healthy Life Radio called All About Healing. And on that show, I am fortunate to be able to interview people from around the world that specialize in these different healing modalities. And so what I've started to do is put together the research for you. And again, I don't leave the physical body. I don't leave the Western medicine behind. I have all of your specialists listed and charted in the back. There's a part of your body that is out or, or needs diagnostics. You've got to go to those specialists. But then when you start to go into treatments, all different kinds of treatments, you need to know that there are some of the most phenomenal things. Like there's a, there's a treatment called sophrology that's almost unheard of in the United States, but it's a huge practice in Europe. And until I had the author of the, the life-changing power of sophrology on my show, no idea that it existed. And I think it, it takes a, many years of study of shamanic and Ayurvedic and uh, Chinese medicine and all these different practices and simplifies it for the whole. Anybody could take sophrology and learn huge advances into their own stress management. It's really it's shocking. And so I started to put this research together because doesn't everybody wish they had an easy, easy chart reference of, okay, this is totally out of whack and I have no idea where to begin. Well, now you do, because I'm giving you all the leads. So I know that now we've got the leads in front of us, and I know that you believe that we are already whole. But when we don't feel whole, when we're out of balance, when we're suffering, uh, 
when there's stuff going on, how can we begin for ourselves to listen to the wisdom that our body holds? Because we're going to have to be hearing a little bit of that wisdom just so that we know which of these modalities, which of these practices, which of these things might be best for us. How do we start to listen? Well, first we have to figure out where you're starting from. And that's really important because when you're not ready yet, then pushing yourself to go to all these different practitioners isn't going to help. So sometimes when you're in a really dis disenfranchised place within your whole body, you might need to stay down for a little bit so that you can feel it. And then when you're ready to start making a shift, this is where this book comes in because I teach you in the very beginning of the book how to do an internal body scan and start to ask real questions of where things are issuing so that you can start to figure out, first of all, which aspect is the one that's screaming the loudest. Is it something physical? I mean, sometimes you think that you're really out of whack and you realize your eating habits are completely out of, out of whack. Like you might be really angry and you haven't eaten in five hours. You know, I have friends that I'm not one of these people, but I have friends that'll look up and go, oh my gosh, I forgot to eat today. Like, <laughs> you know, and then you but we don't ask those questions. And then we start to go deeper into, is it something that I'm feeling? Is it something emotional? You know, it's really hard to tap into, is it something energetic? And so we first take care of the physical scans and the emotional scans. And then if those don't answer, then likely it's more in the energy body. And that's a really, it's, it's abstract in a way. So it's really hard to pinpoint and go, oh, my energy body is totally out of flow. But when the other ones aren't working, that's when you seek. Well, for me, I would call my acupuncturist almost first. That's just me because there's so many things that get treated with Chinese medicine that get overlooked in Western medicine. Like, for example, I have a friend that had Bell's palsy. That's mm -hmm. an idiopathic illness here in the United States, meaning that there's no cause and no cure. Well, she treated him in two sessions with Chinese medicine, and you would never know he ever had it, ever. There's no trace on his face, because in Chinese medicine, they have a reason for it, and they have a treatment protocol for it. Huh. So I usually do go for Chinese medicine, uh, always at the very top, along with my doctor, because of the, and I always tell people this, when you call an acupuncturist and try to do it by word of mouth, try to do somebody that you really trust, but when you go into them, tell them every crazy symptom you possibly have, even if they're not connected at all, because to them, it might be perfectly connected. And that, that's, the, that's the stuff that I think is so cool that we miss is that, you know, be random and come in and say, I have this many things, you know, you can take notes, this thing hurts, this thing hurts, I have weird bowels, I have weird taste in my mouth, whatever it is. And then if there's something random on your body, put it, put it all out there and let them treat the whole thing at, at once. It's, it's very cool. I love that. And just from my own wacky way of looking at things, Emily, I, what I really like in that is, is how you just gave permission to say everything. Because I think so often what we carry in our field, whether that's physical or emotional, or we often carry a lot of the things we don't feel we're able to say or the things that we feel like we shouldn't bring up in case somebody won't listen to them. And so I love having that permission just to go in and say every blessed thing that seems like it's out of whack. It feels to me like permission to tell the story or permission yes. to say what we feel is like the absolute beginning of where healing can start. You know, when I was dealing with anxiety all the time, like it was, I mean, I dealt with anxiety. When I say I dealt with anxiety, it was like seven years of hell. 
So it wasn't like just a little blip in the story of my life. It was huge. And I went to the doctors all the time because I felt like I was dying most of the time. I didn't trust my body. I didn't trust my health. I was so far out of sync with who I am. And when I would go to the doctor, they would just constantly do blood work and go, nope, you're fine. And just send me on my way. They didn't say like, you know what? You might want to see a therapist. You know what? You might want to see an acupuncturist too. You might want to see if the energy body's off. You might want to see if the mental body, clearly the mental body was off. You know, you might want to try EMDR therapy. Was there trauma that we need to work through? You know, I just got shooed out of the offices all the time. And the most I ever got was um, try not to eat caffeine for 24 hours and see if that matters. I mean, there was just, it was so minimal and it was so dismissive of how I was feeling. And so when I did find my acupuncturist, they never dismissed a thing. And the crazy thing was I was dealing with hives along with my anxiety. So I would break out on these nutty hives on the inner wrists. I would be teaching a yoga class for goodness sake and have these hives and be really calm on the outside and completely crazy on the inside. And I went to the, I went to a, a, a allergist from Harvard who did all the allergy tests. And these were her exact words. She goes, well, if it's allergies, your problem ain't it. <laughs> it's not allergies. And it was like, okay, well, can you tell me anything? No. Well, then I called the acupuncturist and she said, I need you to keep a journal of everything you eat for three weeks before you come to me. So when I went to her, I was a vegetarian at the time and I had brought in just seafood. And she looked at all the foods I was eating and she said, well, of course you have hives. Everything you're eating is a heat food and there's no way for the heat to escape your body except for through the skin and hives are a heat she said so you've got to totally change up the diet and I did and I never had hives or took Allegra ever again and it was just like but the the Harvard doctor had no clue like you know so I'm not saying that western is out because obviously it has a great place but we, we really would do better in our lives to embrace some of those more funky treatment protocols because they might work. And that, to me, again, from my wacky place, there's uh, a way in which progress, healing, kindness, self-love comes from allowing more instead of trying to lock everything into neat little categories because so often that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And it's judgment. And then judgment keeps you suppressed. And then the energy cannot move. It's like bending a water hose and now the flow can't go through. And then now you're berating your mind and then your body, it feels everything that you do. See it all, it it really doesn't necessarily matter which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Hmm. So when people constantly talk about you have to get to the root cause, that's just your starting point. Getting to the root cause of something unlocks nothing but gives you information. What you have to do is take that information and now you've got to get started. And you have to figure out which ways can can properly access that so that you can remove those levels of judgment on yourself because we don't like to make a spectacle of ourselves and we don't want to look like anything is out of place physically, emotionally, anywhere else. So it's you, you, you do have to get messy. That's what healing is about. I mean, how many people, once you finally, I, I kept my anxiety a secret for years and it was painful and unbelievably hard to pretend like I had it together when I was a total mess on the inside. But as soon as I finally started getting honest, it was shocking to me how many people responded with me too. Hmm. You know? 
Now, Emily, I know we just only have about two minutes left together. Can you tell the listeners, tell them where they can get the book and what they'll find on your website, like do all that good stuff that lets them know how they can learn more from you. Okay, my book is available at all online retailers and it should be wherever books are sold. Um, and my website, emilyafrancisbooks.com. And I have a YouTube with tons of videos with tips and tricks, stretching, readings from the book, all kinds of stuff. And that's also, you can get it from emilyafrancisbooks.com. And everybody that's listening, thanks for taking the time out. And I really wish you the very best health and happiness. Oh my goodness. Spoken like a radio professional. That's <laughs> I, hear, I hear the radio in the way you just tie thank that you. right up like that. Emily, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. That is Emily A. Francis and her new book is Whole Body Healing. Create your own path to physical, emotional, energetic, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more about Emily and her work at emilyafrancisbooks.com. That's where you can also find a link to that YouTube channel to find the free videos and all the learning that's available to you there. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out upcoming classes and events. You can schedule a private session if you're so inclined. And if you believe, as I do, that especially in transformative times, like the ones that we are moving through, that when we put our collective intention on change, change really does occur. That collective intention is kind of the engine that drives transformation and change in the world. If you agree with that, I invite you to check out openpeacefulheart.com. That's where you can get information about the free monthly guided meditation program that my wife and I put together. And you can also on that site have access to lots of recorded guided meditations. So if you're feeling a little on edge or if you are looking for something to kind of help refocus your day, check that out, openpeacefulheart.com. Com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.